This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. What uh, what happened in the bathroom or what should have happened in the bathroom? 206-421-ROCK. The original MacGyver, yes. Hello, Hank. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola. Hola. Hey, guys. Back in the uh, early 80s, uh, my squadron was deployed aboard an aircraft carrier, and we happened to be in the middle of the Indian Ocean, a couple 300 miles away from the nearest land. This was also during a time when uh, only men were allowed on board uh, uh, Navy ships, so just to set the stage there. So uh, one of our airplanes had some work done on it, and uh, that night uh, in between you know, uh, flight ops, um, the maintenance chief sent one of our mechs up to the aircraft to sit there and wait for a start cart because the maintenance that was done on it, the engine had to be started to make sure, you know, everything was done correctly. So the mech goes up there and he's waiting by the airplane and he's waiting for the start cart. There was only one that was in operation that night. And uh, after a little while, he feels a need to go take a leak. Well, the problem is, is he knows that if he goes down below to use the head, um, sure as anything, the start cart's going to come by right then. There's not going to be a mech there to start the engine, so he's just going to go off to another airplane. We're not going to get the engine started on the airplane. It's not going to be available for use the next day, and he'd be in deep trouble with the chief. Sure. So, yeah. So um, he found the next best solution. He's thinking, well, shoot, side of the boat's only about 15 feet away. So he goes over to the side of the boat, dump, jumps down into the catwalk, and starts taking care of business. Well, right about then, a master at arms on patrol around the boat comes walking down the catwalk, sees what he's doing, and busts him for indecent exposure. Oh, come on. On a ship, at night, nobody but men within hundreds of miles. How far would that poop have dropped? 100, 100 feet? <laughs> no, this was an older carrier, so we were only about, the flight deck was only about 45, 50 feet off. Oh, okay, the, uh, all right. So what is his punishment now that he gets busted for indecent exposure at night on a ship full of men where no one's looking except this one guy? What's the penalty? Well, it, it was. Uh, there's two stages when, when you get busted like that. You go to non-judicial punishment. And the first step is uh, executive officer's inquiry. You know, it's kind of like a preliminary trial, if you will, in the civilian world, where, you know, the XO listens to the story and sees if there's enough evidence there to send it up to the skipper for, you know, final adjudication. Well, of course, the XO hears the story, and he gets a good laugh at it and says, uh, 
Yeah, don't do that again. And send it yeah. yeah, okay, I mean, good, good, good. Yeah, exactly. Like, I had to pee. I would even buzz someone for that. Right, I had to pee, and he looked at my penis. like it was, In the middle <laughs> of the Indian Ocean. Not even the Juraport. <laughs> at night, on a boat full of men. Nobody wants to and see you know, my penis. And the guys go from the birthing to the head, you know, to take showers or whatever. You're not wearing any clothes, because... Right. Nobody there but men. You know, that is a good point. Like, so if I take a shower and there's 20 other dudes in there and we're all naked, that's cool. In the Navy. <laughs> but if I'm naked or if I just have my penis out to pee on the side of a boat at night, that's a problem. All right. Hmm. Interesting. I'll see how that works. Yeah. That's just somebody being that person. It, obviously. What, what happened in the bathroom or what should have happened in the bathroom? 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Ian. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, Ian. Thank you. So I was about four or five years old, I want to say, and my mom and dad were having like a party of some sort. It might have been a holiday. Some, either way, some family and friends were over. And um, so I was up in my room, you know, playing with my toys or whatever I was doing because I didn't want to be with the family at the time because, you know, they're all grownups. And uh, so I, at one point, I have to go to the bathroom. So I... Cross the hallway, go into the bathroom, shut the door, do my business, and there's a candle in there. And being a curious kid, I was playing with the tissue paper, went over the uh, candle, and it caught on fire. So uh, four or five-year-old, however old I was, uh, little me, was freaking out. So instead of throwing it in the sink like you would think I would do, I threw it in the garbage can. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And uh, it was my favorite garbage can at the time because I was going through a big SpongeBob phase. And so this whole SpongeBob garbage can catches on fire. I run out into the hallway and I'm looking at my mom directly down the hallway. And I go, Mom, Mom. And she's like, what's the matter? And I, don't, I didn't say it out loud. Like, there's a fire. I'm just like, come here. And so she comes upstairs to this garbage can on fire. And so she throws it into the bathtub and... Thankfully, nothing burnt down. The bathroom's still there, and I'm not in trouble. But I still hear about it every single day, and I'm 21 now. <laughs> yeah, it'll mm. never end, man. Come <laughs> <laughs> in the bathroom without burning it down. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> what happened in the bathroom, or what should have happened in the bathroom? 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Steve. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, bicholas. Hola. So uh, I was in the Army, uh, stationed in Germany in the late 80s. Yeah. And, uh, it was the, the weekend, and we're all drinking and partying because we just got out of the field. And uh, I remember I was in the day room playing ping pong, and the uh, the CQ, charge of quarters, comes up. And he tells me that uh, my roommate, Leon, has uh, puked on the floor of the latrine and that I need to, you know, wake his ass up and get him to clean it. So I'm like, what? Okay, so I go and check out, you know, what what happened. And we all know the old rush to the bathroom and, you know, can you make it to the toilet in time? No, no, this fool had was sitting on the toilet doing his business and then puked on the floor in front of him. And when I see this, I'm just, I'm just kind of like gobsmacked. I'm just dumbfounded that this, I mean, I've never been that drunk that I, you know, all, all you have to do is stand up and turn around and take care of business, you know. But, no, he just decided he'd just let it loose on the floor of the latrine while he's sitting on the pot. So I go and 
wake his ass up. Oh, this is the I'll ultimate dilemma, him. man. Mm-hmm. I yeah. got to stop you there. This has happened to people before. You got to, it's a tough choice. Because you don't know how bad he had to poop at the time he was puking, right? Mm-hmm. And once you release that muscle, like anything that's coming out is coming out. So I think for me personally, if I have to make a decision, it's going to be puke on the floor. Like poop will go into the toilet every you, time. You've never gotten up, turned around, thrown up, sat back down, done that multiple times before. I am mm. ju- just based on food poisoning. No. No. Food poisoning. It was not that I was drunk. I mean, I, I had some drinks. I can't but... hover my head over a toilet full of poop. You know what I mean? Like, I would and it's rather. Flashy. Right, that's what I mean. I would rather, like, I, all of that goes to my mind. But anyway, please continue. Well, it's just, I remember trying waking him up and him actually trying to say, like, you know, he's all drunk and then bleary and type thing. It was like, oh, would you clean it up for me? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, hell no. You know, there's no way that I'm going to clean up your mess when, like I said, you were right there. And then chose, and this is like the middle of the day. I could see if it was like late. <laughs> <laughs> it's the middle of the day, and he's that drunk that he's passed out on his bunk after puking on the floor of the latrine. I was just angry, and I got his ass up, and he cleaned it, you know. But I've never been that drunk that I thought, well, I can't just stand up and turn around and do it in the bowl. No, I'll just do it on the floor. I would rather do the floor, man. Again, I could like, look, if it's assuming it's not carpet, which I would think in a bathroom it is not, it's a reasonably easy cleanup. Mm-hmm. And I, I would rather clean up my puke from the floor than my poop. And again, I'm not going to hang my head over a toilet that's full of poop. I, I'm with Ted on this, though. This has happened to me more than once. I, I mean, I don't know this. what to say. And honestly, it's like a Smith family tradition. <laughs> like, it's happened to a Smith at a wedding. It's happened to another Smith who is not a big drinker, but same thing. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I don't, maybe it's my family. Maybe we're a bunch of psychics. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Joking and the ultimate dilemma. Right. The ultimate dilemma. <laughs> a lot of weird throat stuff. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Yep, mate. There it is. Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Oh, there it is. Oh, look. What's happening? We're all dressed up today. Ryan Castle joining us from his basement. We can see him. The good news is he doesn't have to look at us. I was uh, I was businessing today, so I put uh, I put most most of my clothes on, but not all of them. So are you even wearing pants? We can only see that you have a button up. I mean, you look snazzy, but there's no reason for you to be wearing pants. I am wearing one dress sock. <laughs> that is okay. it. Yeah, you don't have to wear pants during these things, right? It's hot. No, no. You know, and it's nice and cool down here in the basement. You get a little breeze with the box fan between your feet and one dress sock mm-hmm. yeah 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 how's uh, how's, on his feet. how's uh how's life treating you there at, at the home front everything good uh yeah Dogs yeah cool. you know it's it's uh it's nice being home all the time every day <laughs> yeah. yeah we were hoping you maybe would invite us over for a socially distant barbecue one afternoon in that humongous yard you have the perfect yard for that you really do yeah. i do i do and I do. it I should be the time you know, of i even, that, I even uh, bought a brisket uh yesterday that i was thinking about making at some point this week that's one of the things you can do when you work from home is you can make a brisket on a thursday why are you, know you I mean? making brisket? Why don't I mean, you just pull I mean, it from the, your... the grill, the smoker is right outside the door. I just have to, you know, walk out the door and uh, check the temperature. Why don't you get it from your brisket trees? Remember, you've planted mm-hmm. three, I believe, over the years. So they are not in bloom. They <laughs> oh, bloom in the spring. Ah, and you I'm know gonna... they're in bloom because uh, when the wind blows through them, it sounds like a, a tiny bison crying. How many, how many <laughs> briskets would you say that you have done at this point in your brisket career? 
Uh, I have, oh God, I don't know, maybe like 10 you, briskets that I've eaten or brick briskets that <laughs> I've That's what I'm cooked. saying. Like, you're getting better at this process because uh, last yeah, time no, I had some I of your brisket, do it was fantastic. Brisket now. It, it, it was touch and go there for a while. I got uh, the, the, I think the one Thrill's talking about, I called the brisket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not edible. Brisket's tough, though. It, it is. is. It brisket really is. is tough. Yeah. Brisket's All right, Tom, we're here to do a little, uh, we're here to do a little, much uh, like Miles Montgomery. All right, a little radio business. Uh, today on Sit and Spin, you have the 10 greatest boy band songs of all times i want to say this yeah list. it didn't come from rolling stone magazine is that where it came from yeah it did and and you know a lot of people think of, of boy bands and it might be our age you think of uh, all of the stuff that happened uh in the late 90s uh perhaps with the insinks and the backstreet boys or and stuff like that. But, but hey yeah the 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 boy band goes back as far as music itself i mean when when bygo and aug would grunt in unison and choreograph <laughs> right. rock banging uh, in the, caves, uh, the, cave, uh, the cave girls would swoon i mean boy bands have been around forever and we we dip into all of it and, you know there's and you might even be able to make an argument for some of these not being boy bands and i think there are some that you might think should have been on the list because you qualify them as boy bands that maybe Rolling Stone didn't. It seems okay. like one of the arguments people have about defining a boy band, you know, you can look at NSYNC and we go like, right, that's a boy band. But sure, some easy. people argue the Beatles, and I would argue the Beatles were a boy band, at least to start, right? But people have the they same- were a teen, They were a teen sensation. Right. No question. Definitely a teen sensation. But if you write your own music and play your own instrument, somehow you don't get right. classified as that. But if you were singing right. other people's music or songwriters written for you and you don't play instruments and you become a boy band. So then where the monkeys fall on that, because they at first did not play their own instruments, but later started to play their own instruments. See, I would argue that they were a boy band. They were put together for the distinct purpose of, of like you said, uh, swooning the cave ladies back in the time. They were, right? a, they were a manufactured band. I, I think of most of these, but in my mind, I want to say they're all hairless. You know what I'm saying at that point? I, I try not to go down that road myself. <laughs> I think that's the one thing that they all have in common. They're all twinks, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So these are the 10 greatest boy band songs of all times on Sit and Spin. 10, number 10. New kids on the block, had a bunch of hits. Mm. Chinese food makes me sick. And I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer. I was just thinking the opposite of that, Ted. Who is that? LFO? <laughs> that's LFO. And I was just thinking, like, how. Oh, that's. When I saw them on the list, I was like, I don't know if I know that song. And then as soon as it started, I was like, oh, yeah, it's that dumb song. You know, what's it like? Oh, that's got to be like 2000, 2001. He gets uh, that's sick when he eats Chinese food. The song is Summer Girls. Summer Girls. What's wrong with Chinese food? Makes him sick, dude. Okay. All right. I didn't know. Actually, that song actually <laughs> meant some our girls. I went to a brothel, he was pointing out. Oh, got it. Ten Honestly, it's not been to Ballard Mandarin, because that's the spot. <laughs> that is. Ten greatest boy band songs of all time. Nine, number nine. There you go, Miles. Oh, yeah. All right, so how's this fall into your uh, classification of a boy band, though? Because these kids played their own instruments and wrote their own songs. For whatever reason, and look, I mean, like I said, it's a real malleable definition. In my mind, they're not a boy band, even though Hanson... And every capacity is a boy band, but I just don't regard them that way. Mm-hmm. I don't either. And I like boy bands, but they're, again, they're playing instruments and writing the music. I think what you said earlier about the beat, like you could be a teen band. All right, so teen sensation made up of boys in a band, but you are not a boy band. Correct. Okay. Hanson's all that and more. These are the 10 greatest boy band songs of all time. Eight, number eight. You're welcome for having this stuck in your head for the rest of the day, too, for sure. <laughs> this is their biggest song, right? It is like herpes on your brain. You cannot get rid of it. I'm sure they're still closing the show with this one, correct? 
you would think. I mean, I don't know. You went to the last New Kids on the Block show. You tell me. I went to the last three before the tour got shut down. <laughs> did you go to three of no. these? Oh. <laughs> but it sounded cool if I did, didn't it? Uh, these are the yeah. 10 greatest boy band songs of all time. So many thirsty older women there. <laughs> They're not older to us anymore. <laughs> what in the blue hell is this? <laughs> Who is this? Is that Menudo? Oh. It's going to come as a shock to you, but I also was not familiar with this. Uh, the band is called Aventura, and the song came out in 2002. It's called Obsession. Is this Obsession. one of those, like, even the Rolling Stones go deep? The Rolling Stone magazine even goes deep on boy bands. Like, yeah, we know I mean, cooler boy bands Rolling than you do. Stone, you're so damn pretentious. You could have put Menudo on the list, but no. We have to go with Aventura. They see, that's the Rolling Stone way. I couldn't tell you a song from Menudo, but I've heard of Menudo because that, that's a band that never disappears. Ricky Martin was in Menudo. Right. Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh, there were 100 right. members in Menudo. I think the guys in Gojiro were in Menudo at one point. <laughs> Everybody's been in that. These are the 10 greatest boy band songs of all time. Six. Number six. Baby. Who is this? I don't know. That's a, uh, hang on. That's what? Is it One Direction? Yeah, it's okay. 1D. 1D. You one D. One D. One D. It's like five, six candle to mark the anniversary of them breaking up every year. Oh, yeah. I do. Hey, I changed the, is... the smell of the candle. Though. I think. But her... no, wait. They write at least half of their own music and two of them play instruments? Right, so there's, a, there's a, the one dude that sings. My guess is he can't play anything. Then you have the drummer kid and the really crappy guitar player, but at least they're playing. Well, at least the guy had a so, sense of humor and called himself Harry Styles. That is funny. I do appreciate it. Yeah, that. that's very cool. <laughs> but I mean, Styles is a legend. <laughs> yeah. Do they qualify as a boy band? I can't yeah. remember. Two because thirds I thought are they... playing instruments, though. One Direction is a boy band. Yeah, I feel like they Old were style. like, yeah, we're a boy band. I mean, right, and then when they, they only made it to like their mid 20s and they all took off. Sure. Ten greatest boy band songs of all times on Sid and Spin. Five, number five. Oh, is this K-pop? Yeah, now I know I know uh, Mike Hawk is into K-pop, but for the rest of you, this is K-pop sensation BTS. This song uh, came out this year. It's called Moon. Oh. So wait, it's is a K-pop big, big a band or is K-pop a style? K-pop is Korean pop music. Yeah, it's like a genre. Okay. And they just like pump them out, and people love it. See, that's the thing. I'm always, you know, they're always talking about K-pop, and I'm like, is this a band, or what the hell is it? Probably, yeah, probably have more downloads and more sales than any other genre, any other, massive. yeah, in the world. When you think for the last it's year huge. or so? It's huge. Yeah. It's massive. It's These are the, the 10 greatest thing. boy band songs of all times. Four, number four. Tell me why there you go. I know the song, but I don't know what band it is. Is this NSYNC? Oh, Backstreet Boys? Yes. Silly Miles Montgomery NSYNC. I get I'm so confused. Millennium is a just solid <laughs> top to bottom. <laughs> I remember when this album came out, they set a record for most album sales in a single day when this thing came out. I don't remember what it was, but it was it was like 1.5 million or something crazy like that on the very first day. I used to I mean, most to, bands don't sell that in their careers now, but no. they did it in a day when this album came out. I used to have to play this song at least twice an hour every hour when I first got in radio on WLIF. And I had no problem telling people, this song sucks, but you love it. Here it is. <laughs> Take Grace Boy Band Songs of All Time. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. 
Castle, is this a tune that you argue is the single greatest pop song ever in? Is it this no, one? we haven't gotten to that no. one yet, but it is on the list. Ah, do you think, right. now, is there any way in hell that you could do some kind of tuning with a microphone where Bobby Brown, what was he, eight years old, nine years old when he sang that song? Could he sing he that like song now? Four. I mean, listen to this. No. Could he ever do that? What would you have to do? You have to run him through some kind of, I don't know, compressor or something, just take all the lows no, out. No, you put a hot soldering iron in his record. I mean, <laughs> this is the only or, way or you could just play it in a lower key. You could do that, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. These are the 10 greatest boy you. band songs of all time. Do it just the I remember playing this too. Who the hell is it? Who is that? Is that in sync? That's insane. That's in sync. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What yeah, number are we on now? To dance in the studio. We're on number like one. I, I missed that one. Up. Mike okay. and I did. Very good. All right. Here we go. Any guesses on uh, the number one? Uh, boy I already song? know what it is based on the song that I know. The castle is argued since I've known him. He just says look. Jackson Five. When it comes well, to pop music, this is you said the most well written. I guess it is the perfect pop. Song. But Ryan did not come up with this list. No, 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 yeah. no. I did but not. So but you he said it. it is not made. So it they yet. agree with you. Okay. Apparently, this is the uh, this ten- is the perfect pop song. One number one. I could listen to this song over and over for the rest of my life every single day. It is that good. It is that good. I will tell you this. uh, Somebody chimed in. I appreciate that. It says, hey, you guys are making me regret having the top off my Jeep right now, slinking down when I stop at lights. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We've all been there. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. What did you get in trouble for and what was the punishment? 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Melody. <laughs> Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Uh, this is about how I punished my son. He's, uh, we live in an apartment complex in North Seattle, and he got into plenty of mischief and was grounded quite a bit. Uh, for instance, one time um, the stairway at the end of the building had these amber windows that opened up like bird wings out side okay. he dropped a bowling ball all the way through to see if, if it would break all the windows and it, it did uh, another time he had silly string and um, managed to fill up the apartment manager's car with silly string <laughs> oh, man. so but this time the uh, fire alarm went off and there was no fire but we all had to evacuate so everybody in the building that was there was sitting out in the parking lot um, waiting for the fire department to respond because they have to inspect the building. So while we're sitting there, I told him, uh, I said, you know, when you pull the alarm, they, they put out this invisible ink and the fire department is going to come by and they're going to check all of our hands to see if someone pulled that fire alarm and the whole time my son is sitting there and he's squirming around. If you can imagine this, he's putting his hands in front of him. He's looking at his hands and then he's putting them behind his back and wiggling around. And he's saying, well, how, how are you sure? How can they tell? How can they tell? And just, this went on for about five minutes. And that was the, that was the best watching him squirm. I couldn't mm. have grounded him enough 
to make him squirm like that. He was so worried. How old is your kid? How, how old is your kid now? Um, now he's thirty-six. And what oh, does okay. he do? Right. What does this bowling ball dropping, silly string spraying, fire alarm pulling dude do now? Uh, he's a carpenter, and he lives up in Alaska. Okay, all right. Well, he's doing okay then. It's oh, he's doing great. He's awesome. My, my, he's just a very, very curious kid. He was, and it was honestly, it was really hard for me not to laugh at him all the times that he got into mischief. Well, that's what I mean. If my kid dropped a bowling ball, the door, like I'm going to be pissed, but also knowing the innocence, I just want to see if it would go through. Like, oh my god! Like, how stupid are you? But you can't really say that, you know. <laughs> You just can't help but laugh. As a parent, there was sometimes I had to go in the other room and just laugh out loud and come back with a straight face like, you you really did that? Mm, <laughs> like, that's why I send the kid to the room my, uh, so that they think they're in trouble and I can laugh my ass off in the living room. My roommate, my roommate was, <laughs> right. a, uh, he was a big bowler guy, and uh, he, got, he got in a big heated fight with my other roommate. My roommate was just absolutely fuming at him. And it was about the fact that uh, uh, this guy had mentioned something to my other roommate's girlfriend about the fact that maybe there were other girls that were coming over, <laughs> all right? So it was one of those things. I mean, it just set him off. He right. was so pissed. But Joe had all these bowling balls. I mean, he had a ton of bowling balls. I wasn't he, like, the state champ or he something like that? He was a state like champion bowler. He had 300 rings. or I think you're only allowed one ring, and you get a watch, and you get something else, right? right. He had all that stuff. They spare no expense. And But Hammer, he was sponsored by this company called Hammer. Before that, as a, as a junior, he was sponsored by AMF, which was okay. too pretty. So he got all his bowling balls for free. He had a drill press in his room for, for drilling. For his own fingers. For his fingers and all that stuff. But his last 300 game that he won in competition, he had this bowling ball up on a mantle. Now, my other roommate got really pissed off. He's like, I got an idea. But he took it to the next level. He's like, we're going to drive this damn thing across that bridge. There's a, the, the river in town. And we're going to stop, and I'm going to throw that damn thing off of the river. So, and he goes, then I'm going to scream just to mess with people. <laughs> so Jeff gets out of the car. He takes his bowling ball, and he throws it, all right? And he goes, ah! And boom! I mean, this huge splash. Funny stuff, right? About two hours later, we walk downtown to the bar, and there are police boats circling. Oh, looking for the person that's... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all down there. There's, like, there's one, and there's like a fisherman boat. Like the, Some, some uh, citizens have gone out there to see everything. Right. The police boat was out there, and I'm like, Jeff, that was not a good idea, man. I was like, because I know you're just trying to piss Rozak off by getting rid of the ball, but you, you, you just got the cops involved in this now, man. I mean, so. but but they, there's no way they're going to take trace this back to you guys, right? No, no. It's just we felt horrible. We did not. Th- <laughs> he was just like, I'm getting rid of this thing. I'm throwing it in the damn river. You know what I mean? The hell with him. Uh, but you we, had nothing to do with it? I was in the car with him, but I didn't, I didn't think he was going to scream. I just thought he was going to throw the bowling ball. You know, all of your so stories that like, you don't have anything to do with, you are in awful close proximity to all these things that you have nothing to do with. You're d- so I, I didn't throw the ball. I'm issue. a cop. I'm I, my saying, hey, I got eight calls today. I'm a police officer. And now I understand perhaps, Mr. Montgomery, you were not directly involved in this. But why have you been physically present at all? I know you didn't rob the bank. Why were you at the bank that got robbed? I know you didn't start the fire, but why are you standing next to the gas can to lift the fire? And I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just picturing you in the car. Just got to be like, this could be funny. You should the, throw it. The other next bowling ball was rolled down a major hill. Yeah. In a street. Like you had golf oh, balls at people's yeah. houses. He rolled, a, he, he rolled a bowling ball down the road. We would throw the golf balls. Yeah, he rolled a bowling Did ball. Did it hit anything? Eight pounder. Uh, you just heard dunk, dunk, dunk. Then it went through the trees. Okay. All right. That's all we know. That's all we know. That's, that's all we know. <laughs> it's all we know. But we know the other bowling ball was not good. 
but it was still cool to watch that thing bounce down the street. It was an old road. It was like a service road kind of thing. Like, you know, there was no houses on the side or anything mm-hmm. like that. I so. wish people could see the look on Mike's face. What? <laughs> it seems like he's just grilling you. His smiles yeah. like, it was, it was fine, Mike. It was a service <laughs> right, street. Exactly. Like was, uh, Mike looks weird. like the, the quiet cop during the interrogation. You know, one guy's <laughs> asked the question. <laughs> you just have this look on your face like, really, son? Do you expect us to believe this? Mm, yep. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Just my face is letting you know. He also, by the way, had like, I don't know, 50 other bowling balls. Sure. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? We took his dry ball and we took his wet ball. And that's those are the, those are the ones he was using at the time. I didn't take them. He did. You just said, is wait. the wet ball the one you threw in the, in the, in the With river? The wet lane and dry lane ball. So you have a, depending on the conditions of the lane, you use two different balls. One's got a little bit more of a rough side I don't to know. it. The other one's a slick ball. The slick ball looks like a marble. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, with the design this. in it. But the other one is a flat ball. So it looks, so wait a minute, looks like a mat. The balls that look like marbles, you're saying those are for the. Those are for semi dry lanes. Because Why they would have they, they not tell you that? Like, at, like now, I go to a bowling alley. Those are the two options, right? Yeah. There's always the matte ones. There's the marble ones. But to me, one just has a cooler. The matte design. one means they probably have waxed the lanes, so you could use those and a little bit more slick, and, and and you get a little bit more grip. But you don't get as much grip. So if it's dry, you use the ball. The ball slick instead of the lane. The things you learn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, I, I'm 51. <laughs> I had no freaking idea. Want more of the men's room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, The Greatest Story Never Told. Available on Radio.com. Let's try it again. And now, everyone's favorite daytime game show, where one person could lose $325,000 and their job or win and walk away with nothing. It's time for Ted versus the FCC. Oh, all right. Well, all right. All right. I'll tell you what. We've been working our ass off. I know a lot of you at home at work. We've been coming in, and last night we were up till probably 4 o'clock in the morning coming up with some rhymes and riddles and tongue twisters for Ted and Ted versus the FCC. It turns out those Mr. Clean magic erasers, if you just chew on them, it helps you stay awake. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Oh, this time we get another submission from a Toby music director at Camp Diggin, and this is good because we're going to give you a do-over, basically. All right. On last week's Ted versus the FCC. It's oh, close no. to last week, but it's not exactly the same. We have shortened it a tad and tried to make it a little bit easier for you. So this week's Ted versus the FCC goes something like this. Big Thick Mick has a shiny big black pick. His shiny big black pick strokes the G-string. Big Mick's shiny big black pick is too thick for the G-string. The way that we play Ted versus the FCC is you need to read that one time through and then three times fast. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> big Thick Mick has a shiny big black pick. His shiny Big black pick strokes the G-string. Big mix, shiny, big black pick is too thick for the G-string. Three times fast. Big thick Mick has a shiny big black pick. His shiny big black pick strokes the G-string. Big mix, shiny, big black pick is too thick for the G-string. What? Big thick Mac has a shiny big black pick. His his shiny big black pick strokes the G-string. Big Mac shiny big black pick is too thick for the G-string. Big Thick Mick has a shiny big black pick. His shiny big black pick strokes the G-string. Big Mac shiny big black pick is too thick for the G-string. Oh, got it. Got it this time around. There we go. Back in the win column. Feels good. Ted versus the FCC. Can't get enough of the men's room? Listen to the Men's Room Daily Podcast on the Radio.com app.
A big dummy is the game, 206-421-ROCKED. We have a brand new contestant ready to play. We have Jilly or Gilly. Welcome to the men's room. Big dummy! <clears throat> That's Gilly. Hola. It's Gilly. Hola. Gilly. Hola, bitch. Hola. Oh, Gilly. All right, we'd love to play with Gilly. You know why we like to play with Gilly? Now, Gilly, look. It's not about your name. Years and years and years ago, probably 35 years ago, I'm on a bus in Baltimore, and there is a guy sitting in the back of the bus. He's on his cell phone. And back then, the cell phones were the size of, like, four bricks. But he's talking on the phone very loud because that's what you do in Baltimore. And all I heard him say was, ma'am, you ever have a girl stick her tongue in your ghillie? To this day, I'm not 100% where my ghillie is. I have an idea, but I never confirmed that. All right, here is your first question. General Sherman. General Sherman ordered that what city be burned back in 1864? Oh, um... Ah... It's, I think it's in Georgia, I take it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Charlottesville. Well, say it again. In 1864, General Sherman ordered what city be burned? Oh, Atlanta. Atlanta. You Georgia. guessed Georgia. Atlanta. Yeah. Okay, that was the other one. I was hey, man, you got Georgia, so good on you. Okay. That was gone with the wind stuff. <laughs> All right, who created the TV show Futurama? Futurama. Um, Same guy that did The Simpsons. Oh, oh. Um, this is so much easier when you're not on the actually on air. That's what they oh, all say. My mind is. It's okay. also a lot easier when I have the answers right in front of me. I mean, I ace this thing. What's his name? Is he the guy that was married to Meg Tilly? That uh, what's his name? No, I, I don't. I don't think Craig. So. Craig something. No, Craig? Matt Groening. Matt Groening. Matt Groening. Matt Groening. It's spelled like Groening. Matt Groening. Yeah. Right. Well, spelled like Groening. He was. It's Groening. All right, Gilly, you made it to five there. Crows. Which is not a bad score at Apple Valley, but it's terrible on uh, Big Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hey, that's a nice course. All right. If you have children in the car, they'll giggle at this question and then turn around, slap them, and tell them to get their mind out of the gutter. What are the spots in the British dessert Spotted Dick? Spotted Dick. Come on, Mike. Why are you going to giggle? Spotted Dick. Oh, Comes God. in a can. Heinz makes it. I oh, like uh, it. Um, is it raisins? Yeah. Good call. Wow. Did so you is that, is say that, is that, spotted is, dick comes in a can? It does. Yeah. Is that the uh, is that the Karen of uh, desserts? It is to me, man, because raisins don't need to be a part of dessert. Is this, there any place that raisins are okay? Well, hang on now, but in they, the that's trash. not a bad thing. I mean, that spotted dick is such an old recipe. That, I know it is. That raisins and like you had to use fruit to sweeten things. Okay. Times well, changed, Ted. Is there, times have changed. Is there anything? You don't need, no. Is raisin. there anything good with raisins in it? By my standard, no. look, if you like them, buy your little box of Sunmade, have your Raisin Bran, and shut the F up. Do not put them I, that, that's in what the I was chicken say. salad. Raisin Bran, and that's as far as I go. I don't put mind the, a little box of raisins just to eat as they are, but as far as in your food. Were you happy to get them on Halloween? I, I hated that. I house. mean, I didn't mind. It wasn't the worst thing. Like, I'm here for a Milky Way. I'd rather get that than a Tootsie Roll. I think Tootsie well, Roll sucked. no, no, no. Getting them on Halloween sucked as a kid. Thank you. But with that said, I think raisins belong in food. No, what, if what, you don't want to put them in chicken salad, I get it. But, what but sucks even on like Halloween. the curry stuff, right? Because the curry, I love the taste of like curry chicken, curried whatever. But then they throw in the raisins. Like, mm. well, no, I don't want to eat this. Did you man. ever get to religious uh, literature? See, to me, that was the worst because like three or four homes. Oh, you mean Halloween? Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, I'm here no. for three musketeers. What about no. ants on a log? No, nah. Mike, back me up on ants on a log. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and that's what peanut butter, celery with the raisins and all. So, yeah, you put the put the peanut Correct. butter and the celery, it's, it's, and then you put the raisins on. It's your yeah. vegetable theory. It sucks by itself. You've got to do something to it. You might as well wrap it in bacon. Vegetables always need yeah. friends to be better. Game is big dummy two zero six four two one right. I, I don't want to go down a warmer a ro- robot. Oh no, what you got? Well, what about craisins? I mean, it's a better version of a raisin, but again, it's like putting lipstick on a pig. Raisinets even suck. You go to hell. That's the worst thing at the movie theater. Oh, I'm, all right. Whatever. You honestly buy raisinets at the movie theater. I love them. Really? I feel like the thing about a movie theater <laughs> is you find a lot of the candies you don't just find normally, right? I like lemon heads. Lemon heads are okay. I, st- I just want the popcorn. I don't know what it is about movie theater popcorn. It is superior to popcorn. I want to just keep rolling the box and pissing <laughs> people off. <laughs> you really want to piss people off. Keep looking for that last sip of your drink through the straw. <laughs> And then shake all the ice because uh, you're looking for more. What I do to hear that in the movie theater these days? I, I'd even go to the movie theaters if, if we could just go. Really? Yeah. I'll let you take my kids because all the movies suck. And the, what's even worse about it is, and I never realized this, right? But whatever the rating of the movie is you're actually going to see, mm-hmm. the previews of movies before that, which last 20 to 30 minutes, only go that high. Just, right? have, so, the, just have the wife drive, drop you off and roll in high. So my kid, I've gotten very high. I've taken a flask. Look, man, I'm not there as a role model. <laughs> I'm there as a chaperone. What did you take a flask to? Tequila. Oh, of what movie? Yeah. Oh, what uh, Power Rangers? My kid was three or four. He had to see that, and I'm like, man, I hated Power Rangers. Now it's a feature-length movie. I'm already like fifty bucks in the hole. So he's drinking a Sprite, big ass Sprite, eating popcorn, and I'm just sucking out of the flask. And it didn't make the movie any better. And by the way, don't take tequila in the flask to a movie you don't want to be at, because tequila a lot of times puts you in a bad mood. So by the end of the movie, like, F the Red Ranger. <laughs> it's, hey, man. Somebody's been picking me up. Saying, I'm a veteran of this. Connect with the men's room on Instagram at Men's Room Live. Well, yes, hit the fan. It's someone A, jump in and save the day. B, try to save the day. Or C, do nothing at all. 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Steve. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. How's it going, guys? Doing great, Steve. Thanks, man. So my story is, uh, Back in like 2015, uh, we were in the army, me and my buddy, and we used to get up every early morning, you know, four o'clock, stop at Seven Eleven, get our Red Bulls or whatever, and head out to base. Well, we're getting ready to deploy, and uh, we swing in four o'clock on the dot, go in. The lady that's always there, not cheerful this morning, acting all weird, and kind of walk out. There's two guys standing there. We walk out, and I see in the car, and I look at my buddy, and he's like, you know what? I think they're robbing the place. And really, he's like, yeah, man. He said, get out of the car. So we get out, pops the trunk, opens up a gun case in the back, pulls out a, a tactical shotgun and a 9 mil, and says, which one you want? I said, oh, I'll take the, the pistol. Went in. Buddy ran around back. I went straight to the guy at the counter, told him to get the app on the floor. And uh, he had a gun in his pocket. He hadn't pulled it yet. The guy in the back actually had a shotgun, and my buddy in the back pulled the shotgun on him, pinned him on the ground. Brought him to the front. We held him down on the ground, waited. My buddy went outside, grabbed some zip cuffs we had in the car. We zip cuffed him shut, waited for the cops to show up. That's cops crazy. Show up. Yeah, cops show up. We're like, hey, we need you to write us a note because we're going to be late, and there's no way anybody's going to believe us. And as we're standing there, we look across, and there's a gas station across the street being robbed at the same time. Are <laughs> you kidding? Where was this? This was right there at uh, University Place off of 56. University place in Tacoma? Yeah. Oh, God. All right. 
So what, is there like a time of the night where it's like deer season? Like, okay, it's robbing time. Yeah, right. Well, (laughs) apparently they've had, at that point in time, they had several robberies in that whole area happening back to back. Like every day, somebody was getting robbed. Jesus. That's crazy. Yeah, a little bit, man. When the ass hit the fan and someone A, jump in and save the day, B, try and save the day, or C, do nothing at all. 206-421-ROCK. I mean, robbing season, generally around December. Yeah, you know what? That's true. When when you get closer to Christmas, robberies seem to go up. Have you ever been in a place when it was getting robbed? Uh, I haven't, but no, when I worked I at Chi Chi's. No, I think I would remember that. They gave I thought me, I saw a 7-Eleven get robbed once. Turns out I was just really high. <laughs> you were I, just high? Yeah, it was like the second or third time I'd ever smoked weed out of like one of, and, and and then we smoked it out of one of those gravity bongs. Oh boy. Oh jeez. And I just was like hallucinating. Yeah. And when my buddy came out with the Skittles or whatever candy he bought, I thought he had a gun. And I was trying to call 911. Are you kidding? No. But On it was your buddy? Those, it was those old like phones that were in your car that you had to like pick up and right. like, luckily I couldn't figure it out. Oh, I screamed. <laughs> and he had Skittles. Not just because you're so high, you forgot you were there? What? I just, I saw it getting robbed. It was not. Oh. It was your buddy buying Skittles. Yes. And he you're going to call 911. Golly. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. It was terrifying. <laughs> oh, my God. I was in a bank once when I worked at Chi Chi's. They sent me to the bank to uh, get change for whatever. Anyway, I'm exchanging one denomination of money for another. So I'm in the, what are they, the commercial line. And this place is kind of packed. I remember it's a Friday. There's probably about 15 people in the bank. This was back in the days when you could physically enter a bank and they didn't punish you for doing that. So everyone's waiting. And, dude, four cops come busting to the front door, right? And we all turn around. And there's this moment of silence. The tellers are looking at the cops. Cops are looking at everybody. Everyone's looking at each other. And I always remember it's this female cop. She goes, um, is this bank being robbed? She asked this question. So now everyone's like, oh, gee, I... Are we being robbed? Like, did you get a call that we're being robbed? She's like, well, we got a call. So it's this weird situation where the people that work at the bank, all of us customers and the cops are trying to hash out what the situation might be. She's like, well, we got a call. Says the bank's being robbed. So we're looking at each other like, were you going to rob the bank? Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't going to rob the bank. I just want to get my thing. So finally the tellers are like, I don't think we're being robbed. You know, so everyone's just looking at each other suspicious. Like, why would you do And who asked? Who asked this question? The bank was not being robbed. I have no right. idea why they showed up. I was, but it was, I was accused. Intense. I was accused of being a bank robber at one point in time, which I thought was fun. Why? Right, you had a hat. On I or had. Something? I had the Seattle special on. I had the Seattle bank robber special. I had a baseball hat on. I had aviator sunglasses on, and I had a backpack. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. I walked into the bank. I walked into Key Bank, man, and I just get. It was like four dudes on me, and I'm just like. Uh, <laughs> And they're like, why are you here? I'm like, to cash a check. <laughs> right. Or actually, I was there to deposit one. I was like, I want to deposit a check. You know, and they gave me through the, the whole rigmarole. I'm like, what is going on? You know, like, were you here? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, guys, I'm not a bank robber. I'm depositing money. And by the way, if a bank robber comes in here and wants to deposit money in the bank, you'd be dumb not to take it. Sure. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Like, That's not how bank robbery works. It's a reverse robbery. We're so, going to give you money. Yeah, so by the time it was all said and done, like they showed me this picture of, of somebody. Like, that it looked like you. I mean, it looked like Seattle bank robber guy. Hat, aviators, backpack. <laughs> okay. I mean, it looked yeah. like every white dude in Seattle. Like, you're never going to find this guy if this is your theory on yeah. that. You know? So, of course, I withdraw all my money and uh, said, I'm not banking here anymore. That's fair. Yeah, exactly. That is fair. Like, mm. So it was a bit of a robbery. It was a robbery. In the end, they lost money. You just do the I slow burn. Across, I walked across the street in, uh, in South Lake Union to Wells Fargo and said, sign me up. 
Sure, sir, but you should take off the backpack in the that, aviator. Are you the guy who robbed us? Right. <laughs> when the ass hit the fan and someone A, jump in and save the day, B, try to save the day, or C, do nothing at all. By the way, if you work bank security and you ask an active bank robber if they were the one that robbed your bank last week, they're going to say no. I would hope so. They I'm also like, get thrown off. I, I went, you know when you worked at a bar or whatever? Yeah. And you have to get change, right? Because sure. ours was a half package store, half bar. Okay. So they sent me up. It's like a trust thing. Like, Ted, we're going to send you up with all the money to get all the change. Cool. Can't be any harder. There's two banks, like, next to each other. I go to the wrong one. I don't know it. So I'm, like, stuck in between the, like, doors. Yeah. And I just have a brown bag. Oh. And I'm just like, somebody going to let me in? And then I'm like, yeah, like, the, the, the place I work has an account here. And they're like, are you sure? And I just open the bag and dump out, like, thousands in small denominations. And they're like... Okay, I guess we'll help you. They're what they shouldn't have. We did right. not have an agreement with that bank, but yeah, walked out with all my. But it was awkward for like five minutes. I was just like, dude, I just want to give you. I just want change. I just, I just need change. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I just need thousands of dollars in quarters and nickels. Because right. that's kind of bank robber I am. I got lots of laundry. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at Facebook.com/slash the men's room. Now back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. All right, Michael, we managed to drink in time. Somebody out there deserves oh, to be recognized. <laughs> and the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to see Drink Desk and Steve Throw Hill to find out who we're toasting. We'll get there. I should toast the guy that sent in this last comment because I think he nailed it on the head. Mike, you share the seven awkward moments that nobody talks about. This guy nailed it. We've all been there, and everyone hates this. Basically, walking out of the bathroom after you blew it up in someone else's name. Oh, yeah. That is, yeah. That is a horrible, horrible moment for everyone involved. All right, today we chose 30, uh, 36-year-old Gaetan Henry of Quebec, Canada. Now, you ever have one of those days, it just starts bad and then spirals down, nothing goes right. Well, it happens to criminals as well. So Henry, he got his truck stuck on a bridge in the middle of nowhere last week. So he decided what he would do, he looked around, there's some construction nearby, he's going to steal a piece of construction equipment, not because he wants to steal it, he just wants to use the construction equipment to get his car off of the bridge. So he grabbed a skidder from a nearby logging company. And skidders, it's like a front-end loader. It has a huge claw or plow at the front to move logs around. Mm-hmm. So he's going to grab this. He's going to drive it over, kind of move his car off the bridge, return the skidder, and then go wherever the hell it was he was going. Simple. Well, it would have been, except he didn't know what he was doing. See, because to drive those, you have to have some operational, I don't know, intellect on how to operate this. And he, like me, has absolutely no idea how to drive this thing. He ends up losing control of the skidder. He ended up crushing his own truck when he ran it over. So now he's got a completely total car stuck in the middle of the bridge. So what he decided to do was make another bad decision. He decided to report his truck stolen. Well, when the cops looked into it, they're like, is that your flat-ass truck sitting on the side of the road over there? Because it has your license plate that's registered to you. And then they realized what happened. Now he's facing charges for public mischief and theft of a motor vehicle worth over $5,000. He'll be in court in October. I feel bad for the dude because he wasn't trying to actually, like, steal the construction equipment. But if you don't know what you're doing, I don't, do they not have AAA in Canada? Well, a lot of that super heavy equipment, yeah. like, 
there's a set of keys that'll operate a lot of them. But sure. generally people aren't dumb enough to use them. Because we don't know what we're doing. Like, look, I could steal a plane, but then I would crash it and I would die. Like the guy yesterday. Like the guy yesterday, exactly. I've been a part of this once. What, stealing uh, construction equipment? We just, we borrowed it, <laughs> right, saving borrowed a it. backloader to get something out of a mud, mud pit. How did it go? Uh, we lost a bumper on a Jeep, but in the end, <laughs> we rescued it. Okay. Okay. All right. Success. Sort of. <laughs> All right, so let's drink. We pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola! Thanks for listening to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Want more of the Men's Room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Also available on Radio.com. Oh, man! A Double Flush production. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.